Hello and welcome to another episode of the Twist My Arm podcast, where we twist your arm into checking out something new. My name is Josh, and I'm your forever host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. You can find updates on all your favorite TMA shows by visiting www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. You can follow the TMA podcast on Twitter by searching at TwistMyArmCast. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Twist My Arm Podcast. Although YouTube, if you just go www.youtube.com slash twistmyarmpodcast, you'll find us. We go live every Monday for the Marvel Canon Madness podcast, every Friday for the Sudden But Inevitable Rebop, and most other days we're streaming games or doing something on Twitter or something. Find all of our live podcasts and game streams on Twitch. Just search for TMA Games, all one word, and subscribe to get notifications for all the times we are live. This week, I'm talking to an old friend and a podcast inspiration of mine. Randy is the host and creator of the Grawlix podcast and has a long history of podcasting, creating music, and fun shenanigans. Uh, he also specializes in editing podcasts, which to me is a, a brilliant idea for, for work. I I love that idea, and you'll hear it in this interview how, how much I, I like that idea. Um, but anyway, check out everything Grawlix at GrawlixPodcast.com, and if you're looking for an editor for your podcast, head to PodEdit.com. Big thanks again to Randy for not only coming on to the show, but being someone that has helped me grow as a podcaster throughout the years. I appreciate you. Um, and big thanks to you, the listener, for your continued support of the TMA Network. Okay, okay, I'm done. We're going to get into this interview now. Uh, let's head over to chat with Randy from the Grawlix Podcast. I used to be very particular. I used to be super particular until that became my job. And then when it came to Grawlix, I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm tired of doing this <laughs> shit. <laughs> so what are you doing now? Like, what's what's your job now? It's been so uh, long since I've talked to you or anything. So. I know. Yeah. Also, yeah, I suppose we should, I should recognize. It's been forever, man. Nice to see you. Yes. I think the last time I That's... seen you was briefly a few years, several years ago over at uh, Stephen Lou's. In Om in Omaha, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't That's right. I don't. Even I stayed there what... for a couple of days that week. Did you? And yeah, yeah. I think you showed up for a little bit, right? And I, God, that and that was brief too. Like, yeah, I totally forgot about that. The last time I remember was when I lived on Fourth Street in that blue house, and I was the terror of the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you lived, you lived like right across the street from me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd always be like, let's go to Randy's. And you'd be like, no, <laughs> do not come over here. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. Well, that was after. <laughs> yeah, because we were I, little shitheads, though, at that place, man. It was bad. <laughs> well, that was shortly after I was I was getting out of the because, yeah, I did the like late late teens, 20 something mm -hmm. party house for a long time. And eventually I <laughs> I got I was like done with it. I was like, yeah. no, it's time to be a hermit. I don't want anyone <laughs> over here. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's probably a good idea, though, too. We were not the best tenants of that house, that's for sure. But, man, that was, uh, God, I think the last time I was like, we hung out in the house and like smoked or something was like, God, you were you were just setting up a little studio in your room. I don't even know if you remember all that, but I was so enthralled. I was like, oh, my God. 
all this stuff. I can record so many instruments. <laughs> right. Yeah. That and awesome. that's, I think that's the first place where I had, it was a walk-in closet, but it was like huge. It was, mm-hmm. it was, I mean, you could maybe put a, a bed in there and nothing else, but it was big enough for at least that. So I was like, yes, finally a studio. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much everywhere I've lived since then, even if it is literally like a tiny closet, I've always had like a studio room set up for, you know, whatever. Most of the time it was music until I got into podcasting. And now yeah. I got a two bedroom where one bedroom is just dedicated to this all the yep. time. My girlfriend fucked up in letting us get a house, rent a house, because now I have the whole basement Ooh. where I have like I have my whole setup here for podcasting, but then I have a room for drums and instruments where my mixing board can go into and like i was telling her i was like now i have too much shit we have to always have a house with a basement it's all right. over <laughs> right right so that's and kind it's of been th- it's been cool like i've been looking to move back in with my girlfriend but that's kind of the thing i'm like okay well at this point i mean this is an apartment and i'm kind of, i'm tired of apartments like you the no you can't be that loud you know i try not to be but also but like, other people are too loud <laughs> right. So I told her, I was like, first off, it's got to be a house. And it's got to have at least, you know, at least two bedrooms, three if you want your own, like, special crafting room or something, because I've got to have a studio. Like, this is how it has to be now. Yep. Uh, it's funny how that works, right? You get <laughs> you get to that point where, like, when you're a kid, you're like, I don't care. I'll sleep on a cement slab in a basement. <laughs> Right. And now and now you're like, no, I I got to have a, a special room for my shit. <laughs> yep. Well, um, I don't Are you still if... in Fremont? No, I am uh right now I'm in Fort Calhoun. Oh, um, okay. Okay. After I had after oh, how long ago was it? Oh, it's like 10 years ago now. I had moved out of Fremont to Omaha and I actually lived there till just about 2 3 years ago maybe, 3 years tops. Okay. And then I moved out here just because uh yeah, I found two bedroom and it was uh, cheaper. It was a decent price for a decent place. Like, there's very little comparable in Omaha, unless I want to live in um, neighbor- neighborhoods ghetto. that I'm not super <laughs> familiar with. I'll say that I'm like, I, I don't really want to live there. So, yeah. How much do you pay if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I it like is to compare these things. Yeah. Um, it's okay. four ninety five. Wait. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> It's super cheap. I hate to say that it's super cheap. It's super cheap. It's super cheap. Like I can't find it's I can't find anything cheaper that's no way. you know, a two bedroom man. So no that's way. another thing that's making it hard to move out. Yeah, the two bedroom here in Denver, the last apartment we were in was uh sixteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean that's that's Awful. very high. That's high compared to <laughs> Omaha, but Omaha is still not too far behind that. Yeah. Yeah, and I and Omaha's getting more popular. People are moving there more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear Fremont's getting bigger with Midland expanding. I didn't realize. Midland oh, really? Expanded. Yeah. I kind of. I, I I when I moved out of Fremont, I was like, I'm done with Fremont. I don't need to be here ever. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fremont's fine. Um, and it's not like but I there's leave. no reason to go back. <laughs> there's no reason. That's the whole thing. Well, yeah. and like I hadn't, I was working at a place, uh, a car place in Fremont. And then, you no, know, yeah, this is way back in like 2008 because then all the like 
2008 financial crisis stuff happened, um, mm. they laid us off. They shut down that store and laid us off. And then, like, I couldn't find anything in Fremont. It was, like, months without a job. I couldn't find anything worthwhile. But then I moved to Omaha, and it's like it was never a problem. I was able to find a right. job. If I didn't like a job, I'd quit and find another and find one, like, two one. days later. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was never a problem. So Fremont, there's – and I tell people, I'm like, well – it depends what you're looking for. Fremont can be okay. If you're not really looking for a busy nightlife, it's fine. If you like that, don't go to Fremont because yeah. it's there, but you don't want to be a part of it. Like, Right. It's a retirement and, home. Right. It, yeah, exactly. And, yeah, it's not it's not the worst place for kids, but also there's, like, not a lot to do other than maybe to get in trouble. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, it was a great time for high school, I guess, and like growing up a little bit. But right. the second you get out of high school, it's like, what the fuck is there to do anymore? There's, what what oh, am yeah. I going to do? There's nothing. I can't go to the lakes anymore. I just get busted. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, got, I think I moved, I moved out of Fremont in like 2007 and went to Lincoln with uh, Dick and Jade for right. That's about right. a year and a half. Okay. You got out before right. I did. Yeah, it was right before they got pregnant. Uh-huh. And so when they got pregnant, I moved back to Loveland here in Colorado. I think that was like 2009, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it was Have wonderful you been... to get out of there. And I went back to Fremont like once, probably eight years ago. It was probably when I saw you in Omaha. And I was uh-huh. there for maybe 20 minutes. I went into that town. I called someone, and they were like, yeah, I'm at work. I was like, uh, all right, meet me in Lincoln. <laughs> was, right. What was I going to do? Go to the Pizza Hut? No. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, especially if there's not really a, there much there to, like, draw you to it unless you know people there, really. Right, right. And everything, all the good stuff got flooded out. That whole uh, the skate park over there got flooded. And oh, yeah. It's, huh? it's all gone. <laughs> But um, yeah. Um, so what are you doing now then? Like work wise, so, you said you're doing, are you doing like audio stuff as well? Yes, I am uh, for the most part, podcast editing, audio engineering, but it's all podcast stuff, you know? So yeah, primarily podcast editing. Um, I've been doing that for two, almost three years. I started doing that shortly after I moved up here. Um Basically, I started like freelancing, like, hey, podcast editing service, whatever services. Um, uh, I started doing that while I still have my day job. And then at a certain point, I quit my day job. And I was like, all right, focus on that. Make this like my full time thing. And that's what I've been doing for. Yeah, it's got to be like two and a half years at least. That's really cool. I remember you talking about starting that out. So do you just have different podcasts from all over the country sending you their shows and you're editing them? Yeah, I'll get I'll get clients. Um, some of them I'll go through Upwork, which is uh, Upwork is just less crappy Fiverr. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with Fiverr, um, but it's it's a more professional version of that where you know people or companies set up like accounts like okay we'll put out we need somebody to do this and then like freelancers are on there like hey i'm a graphic designer or hey i'm a whatever you apply to it and you do it so i've gotten several clients through upwork and then um at this point honestly i have like maybe 
more than half of my clients are from outside of Upwork. So they're just people that either found my site or heard about me through other people or, or in one case, heard about another podcast editing service whose URL is suspiciously close to the one I use. And then they come, they stumbled across my site. Works for me. I got is him. That, as, I got his business. What, so, what's the what's the one that's suspiciously close? Because I feel like I might have went to that first before. I so went to I or... so I have podedit.com. It's podedit.com, okay. and he had said that he was recommended podedits plural. Oh. And I went and looked up the like the who is or whatever, and it was registered after I registered mine. And I'm like, I wish I would have thought to just buy that up too. I wish I, I should have, I should have, I didn't, I just didn't even think about it, but, uh, so there's, what a, what a scummy thing to do. <laughs> it is, it is a little crap. I mean, it's not, they might've just been like, yeah, pod edits, that's a good one. But I would mm -hmm. think in searching stuff out, they would have tried podedit.com to see what was there. Me personally, if I'm going to like get a URL or something like that, um, if I find something that's like, oh, like this is very close to the URL I want, they're doing the same thing. Maybe I'll look for something different, like entirely. Right. But they no, they still went with it. I I don't huh. know what's there. I actually I should check it out now. But when after the guy had mentioned it, and I tried to go to the site and I nothing loaded up, so I was like, maybe they're not still around. But, um. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe maybe they just caught on and they were like, "Well, this guy's getting all of our business because it's." I'm sure you you had the, you're probably the first one to pop up. You had more traffic than he did at first, so I would assume that when people are looking for that sort of service, you would be the first one to pop up. Right. Right. I mean, in this maybe case, not. in this case, I guess. I mean, I didn't steal nobody. This guy came to me. <laughs> uh, but in this case, I got their potential client, so I'm not complaining. Hey, man. <laughs> That's right. that's awesome, and that's a brilliant idea too. There are so many podcasters out there, right? That, I mean, just from this, I'm sure I could. People are probably going to hit you up just because, like, I might hit you up because I have so right. many podcasts that I do that I could use a little help editing. Um, yeah, and that's I mean, uh, and, and so you then you edit your own podcast on top of all that too, then right? Kind of. Sometimes. Okay, so I I did for a long time. <laughs> Lately, like I said. Um, and that's around the time like the Grolix podcast went just straight Grolix nights and we live stream every week and then put it up on the podcast. At a certain point, I was like, we're just going to live stream and I'm just going to rip the audio and put it up there because um, especially, especially Grolix when I edit myself and, and I'll edit clients to the same degree, but it, when I'm editing myself, I'm, I can't help but be just extra particular Plus, we have the tendency to go like we've been struggling. We're trying to get the show under two hours, but it regularly oh. goes two hours long. And <laughs> so that is potentially up to at least four hours of edits every mm -hmm. week. Like we didn't used to even be weekly. That's up to four hours of editing on top of like, you know, out of my free time when I'm not editing client work during the rest of the week. So, yeah, I've we've gone very natural for the most part i'll do a little cleanup and stuff but uh yeah <laughs> which is I mean, not in great. some ways it's kind of one of the easier routes to take um mm -hmm. and not not to sound like oh that's that's the easy way to go but like 
if you guys know what you're doing, which you guys know what you're doing, you all have good cues and you can tell that right. you, got, you guys don't talk over each other or anything like that. You guys are really professional when it comes to podcasting. So you guys having that experience and background, it's, it's just super easy to rip that. That's something that we're working on. Our shows go two hours because of the fact that we talk over each other mm-hmm. and then we have to go back and be like, wait, what were you saying? And it just, it, we're, we're working on it. But again, it's, it's hard to keep shows under two hours for sure. It's kind of interesting because, yeah, I'll podcast with other people and and it's different. And part of it is, <laughs> uh, you know, Melanie, Melanie and Jesse, my co-hosts on Grolix, they'll we'll interrupt each other sometimes. It's 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 unavoidable when you're, you know, doing remote recordings anyway. But uh, they, <laughs> if I stop talking for too long. It gets quiet, is what I'm saying. So yep. I've you gotta direct it. I've learned to like kind of dominate and <laughs> to keep it going. Uh and that's good unless like they happen to really have something like a lot they want to say, or if I'm on with other people and I fall into the habit of like host mode, I'll dominate and then be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like you you talk. I need to stop. <laughs> so it's a trap. You fall into it all the time. I, right. I do it. I swear to God, every episode that I'm hosting, mm-hmm. I do a Marvel show and a Star Wars show. And like once once you get heated on something, you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And then your co-host looks at you and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> Too bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> So tell me about your co-hosts a little bit. Uh, it's Jesse and Melanie, right? Right. Have they um, been your permanent co-host since you started? Which was what, like ten years ago now, I think. Yeah, I've, I have been podcasting for it's coming, it's coming up on ten years. Um, Grolix has been going for, it's in its seventh year this year. Wow. Uh, I think I, I started with EMG Radio with uh, Lou and Steve, mm. with our friends Lou and Steve. I remember um, that. I remember that. Until they got tired of it. Like, the podcasting was not for them. Uh, right. But It's not for everybody. Right. Um, but, yeah, at some point I started Grolix Podcast, and that's been the most consistent show I've done. I have a spinoff show that's kind of on a, a long hiatus at this point point that's um the Grolic cinematic universe which was a lot of fun and that is a movie specific spinoff where uh me and uh jasper another co-host would uh review two movies and then pitch we'd pick two movies usually a themed double feature there's usually a specific theme and we'd review each and then pitch our versions of a shared cinematic universe between those two movies which was (laughs) a lot of fun um, and that's why I say it's on a long hiatus because I haven't had the opportunity to make more of those episodes, but it's not dead because the premise is too good. Like it's going to yeah. come back when I get a chance. That's got to be a little bit more of a plan though, right? You got to kind of sit down right. and plan those episodes oh, out. Oh hey, yeah. Man, if you want to, I will help you make those. If you want to get back into that and you need some help, I am so down. Cause that sounds amazing. Right. Yeah. It, it, you can definitely tell on the episodes where we put more forethought and when we didn't put as much forethought into our pitches at the end. Um, so it is a show that benefits from, of course you got to watch two movies and think about like, right. um, 
how they would your connect. review and stuff. But then, yeah, coming up with the and really, it's fun. I I wish I could shorten the reviews. It's hard to keep it's hard to keep that conversation in check for me once we get mm. into a, especially certain movies. You know, sure. Um, shorten the reviews and focus more on the pitches, but. Uh, <laughs> So back to yeah, your you original. Could do like little little five minute reviews and just be like, yeah, this movie was fun. But did you know that? <laughs> well, how I would usually do it is we'd have our discussion, and then at the end of the discussion for each movie, I'd be like, okay, star rating, give our star rating out of five, and then like a basically like a summary of like our thoughts and why it got that star rating. And I'm like, you know what? I was just telling Melanie the other day. I was like, I should when GCU comes back, I should record the conversation as normal and then just cut out the entire review except for the star rating so we can just get that brief summary just put it on a patreon <laughs> right right i right that's what that's yeah, for that's, that's what that's for exactly you want you want to hear the actual review hit up our patreon <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh back uh, to your original yeah yeah back to your original question uh co-hosts uh yes uh jesse and melanie have co-hosted with me since the beginning of Grawlix podcast uh, and um and it Grawlix was really I'm still surprised that Melanie does it uh Grawlix was like me and Jesse would on online talk you know Jesse Lou's oldest brother okay that's all right all right Jesse, you guys god I swear to god you guys are all related come on now because I in my questions <laughs> I'm like you and Jesse are related, right? <laughs> no, no, but it's so funny because after a certain point, you know, and I, I'll talk. I actually haven't really talked to Lou very much, but Lou was, you know, I'm assuming we're well into like what people will probably hear. But <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, uh, Lou. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lou was a like I, I used to hang out with Lou, Lou and Steve, who I mentioned mm. uh, with MG Radio, and that's how I know Josh really at all is through yep. them. Yep. Um but I used to hang out with Lou all the time and that going back into high school and Lou's older brother Jacob as well I'd hang out with a lot because Jacob I think was a year ahead of me, Lou was a year behind me, and then the one of the three Kiefer brothers, uh Jesse was older still. And so for the most part by the time I was hanging out with the two younger brothers, he was in college. So I didn't really know him that well. And then years later, uh we kind of bonded online over nerdy stuff, comic books. And when I got into comic books and Doctor Who, especially Doctor Who, we talk about Doctor Who constantly. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, I was like, "Hey, man, so let's like I've been doing this podcast thing, you know, that's it's a little iffy to get consistent hosts and stuff. Like, let's just do this, like what we do in these messages. Let's just do that on a podcast. Let's talk about comic books and Doctor Who." And so that's kind of how it started. And Melanie, the other co-host, is uh, my girlfriend. And she doesn't listen to podcasts, is (laughs) not particularly like she wasn't interested. She definitely doesn't want to be internet internet famous or anything like that. Like, uh, but she wanted to do, I was like, you want to do the show with us? She's like, sure, okay. And she's done it the whole time uh she still does it she actually i mentioned earlier you know i edit podcasts now that's actually what she's doing too i i she 
she's like, teach me how to edit podcasts. I'm going to do that. And uh, uh, she quit her job, and now she edits podcasts with me. So, um, Dude, I'm, seriously, since you mentioned that, I've been really thinking about <laughs> well, how I could get into that. Because that, that sounds incredible. I would love to do that. It's it's I know, great. I know. It gets, it's it gets great. To the Go to thing. <laughs> podedit.com it's great i love editing your shows come come give me business no man it's just like with music i get it whenever i record a band and have to edit and master their stuff by the end of it i'm like i never want to hear your voice again it's it's (laughs) be very tedious it's interesting because i of course you know it depends on a client if a client's like you know i want it to be real relaxed or whatever don't worry about this that's fine i'll listen to them but i edit when I edit properly, not like you'll hear on Grolic's podcast uh, the last year and a half, um, very stringently, like I'll cut. It's it's super in depth. So the breaths out. <laughs> the breath. If the I will lower them. I won't totally cut them out, <laughs> but I will lower them if they are weirdly loud. Generally, I don't like to. My first client. It's funny you mentioned that. My first client. That was like one of the worst parts about it. Other than you know she needed to pay me more but it was my first client so i was like yes give me yeah experience work um yeah her breaths they're too loud she didn't like it made it she said it sounds like i have i don't know some disease or something i was like well i mean it sounds unnatural to just cut your breaths out your breaths out totally and so i tried like because they make deep breath plugins the problem Mm -hmm. is those are not reliable because sometimes they'll kick in halfway into the breath so it'll be like that click and then yeah. sudden, like it sounds like a hard edit i'm like that's terrible mm-hmm. so i would go through in in addition to the ums and anything else i would manually lower manually lower every breath and that is Oof. that's tedious that's the, the so at times yeah podcast editing be like that <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, manually sure. editing every breath <laughs> Dude, there, there have been guests that we've had on the show where we have to pull the StreamYard audio and mm-hmm. just seclude their audio. So right. you have to listen to the whole thing and then cut out everybody else mm-hmm. and keep them in there, you know, and then bounce that whole track and make sure it's all good. Uh, so I, I definitely understand that. But it's still, I don't know. I, I just can't get over this whole, I, gears are just turning on it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out and see. It's see super, it's <laughs> so it's super interesting as a podcaster, like coming from, our what i consider like our side of the podcast space we're in uh we're entertainment or fandom podcasters i don't we don't really have an actual title but that's what i classify us you know um uh you talk about whatever we review stuff discuss nerd culture pop culture things and it's super interesting because most of those podcasters yeah they're not the ones with the money it's the business Mm. podcasters it's the life Mm. coaches the uh inspirational speakers uh companies that are doing podcasts either as like an advertisement or there's a lot of companies now that are doing like internal podcasts that's pretty much like just for their workers Mm -hmm. um like a training podcast right and it's this whole other like ecosystem of podcasts it's just such a different kind of niche and it's interesting because they i'm sure they know about the other side which is like you know, I'm, since I came from the other side, I'm like the true podcast world, you know, where it's this <laughs> hobbyists and dudes that like started recording in a walk in closet, you know. <laughs> uh, 
it's interesting because they are kind of unaware of that side. But then again, I'll talk to other people on like the hobbyist side and they are not aware of the business side. Um, but, and so so you would, sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I would, you would just classify your podcast Grolix as more of a entertainment pop culture, right? Has it been like that pretty much since the beginning? Right. Right. Yeah. And there's, there are, I mean, there's things I've, when I would focus a lot on Grolix and promoting it, there's things I would do that I recognize now that I'm like, oh, like, this is totally marketing stuff from the business side, you know? Um, and, and it's not just from the business podcasters, it's just internet marketing. So it's it's things like where you, you know, share clips, you pull clips or do a little like a videogram or they audiograms, I think were a thing for a long time, stuff like that. We're, those are awesome, I love doing those. Right, <laughs> and, and they're so good. But those are things that definitely like there's aspects that I think the business podcaster side of the thing of the of the ecosystem of the ecosphere do. There's things they do that I wish more hobbyists would do, but I get it because it takes time. Um, Mm -hmm. Go like what? What do you wish more hobbyists would do? um, uh, some of it a little bit better structure structure their shows better put some thought maybe into the structure uh and then just the way they handle social media social you know dude like you were i do <laughs> i was it's so funny it's so funny be, you I'm inspired to, me to get better on twitter because I, when i was hitting you up years ago about podcasting like honestly you're the first guy that i knew that that started podcasting where i was like He's. I could probably do that. He's. He's mm-hmm. doing it. I do it. You know what the fuck. And so, when I started hitting you up about stuff, you were like, "Man, your Twitter game is weak." And I was like, "Oh, I, I know, I know it is, but, but I'm, I'm really trying hard. My, my face, Facebook's doing okay, but I didn't really put two and two together that Twitter's really where it's at as far right. as podcasters go and trying to promote stuff. Facebook's good for getting to your friends and and maybe doing some promotional things or whatever, mm-hmm. but like. Twitter is the the nitty gritty and getting to know people and getting to right. like really explore the podcasting world. I'm I don't even know how it happened. Like I, we're doing that Firefly podcast, Sudden but Inevitable. It's now going to be Cowboy Bebop, so it's called the Sudden but Inevitable Rebop podcast, which is oh, fun. Yeah, that is um, fun. But uh, the host of that, Jesse, um, got crazy on Twitter and like between. Here, your words always in the back of my head. Your Twitter game is weak, and then Jesse just <laughs> blowing up on Twitter. I was like, I gotta figure something out, and it's it's so much fun now. I love going on there and mm-hmm. talking to new people and finding new podcasts that I would have never listened to before. Right. The uh, there's these girls, the Bed, Wed, and Behead podcast. Okay. And they just take a, a show of of like a pop culture or something like that, like a I don't like Firefly. They take Firefly and they're like, Who would you marry, fuck, kill? Oh right, okay, okay. Out of it, but they do it out of all these different properties, and there was—I mean, they—they they do one with like actors. So Ryan Reynolds in this role, in this role, and in this role, who would you, you know, marry, mm-hmm. fuck, kill? And so I would have never heard of that podcast unless I was on Twitter, and and getting in the hashtag Potter and Family, <laughs> which right. is where most of these people are in, and it's been a lot of fun. So thank you for. <laughs> burning right. those words yeah. into my brain so i could get better at it <laughs> you're you're welcome and it's so funny because you you had 
you had a uh, tagged Grawlix just what a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. It's just like thanks for you know uh, pushing me to get on the pot, <laughs> on the Twitter, you know, up my Twitter game. And I'm like, wow, dude, that was years ago. You're welcome. And also, like, I'm totally off my Twitter game now. Uh, <laughs> at a certain point, Twitter like changed their algorithm, so it became harder. Which is mm-hmm. which is. It's when they were fighting, like, uh, they were combating all the bots and stuff, so I get it. But if you're just, like, and that's always, you know, you never just want to just spam a link or promote, just promote endlessly. Uh, you need right. to engage. Um, mm-hmm. But over the last, like, I don't know, a couple of years, I've, <laughs> like, I think it's my mental bandwidth has just been eaten up by various things I'm doing. So I don't have the time to engage. So, yeah, my social media game is pretty weak, but... Um, but you're kind of living the dream, dude. You're you're <laughs> working for yourself, editing podcasts and doing a podcast on the side. That that's almost as good as being a touring musician. Musician. <laughs> that's true. You'd be a touring so, podcaster. Yeah, have I'm, you ever thought about that? Have you ever done that? I know there's a lot of podcasts that will. I, I mean, I don't think. It. I don't think you're going to get money. You're not going to get paid like a touring musician. Musician might. Not that it's necessarily great money, but um, I know a merch. lot of shows. It's all about the merch. If you get right. some good merch, then you make money that way. But Do you feel – okay, so do you edit your show? I know that we're, I, we're like – I do, yeah. This is all podcast, like it, inside That's baseball totally, podcast it's stuff. It's totally fine. Like this is, this is how these interviews go, and I, and I love it. Because people that are going to listen to the show are going to be like, wait, this guy edits podcasts? Hold up. Right, because you know, it's such an interesting. I mean, interesting thing, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good for like a couple topics. Podcasts because they it consumes my life, whether I want it to sometimes <laughs> or not. And yeah. uh, you know, movies or something, movies and TV. That's kind of sure. what I'm good for anymore. Um, yep. I was gonna say, do you? And I don't know how much experience you had with, um, you know. I guess mastering or mixing music, but you have a music mm. background, and I know for mm. me, uh, and my music background is a bit different. Mine was always very much in the computer to begin with. I because I was um, electronic music since early early two thousands. So mm-hmm. messing around with DAWs and editing audio on computers, like by the time I discovered podcasts, it was just like something I had. You know, that's just a thing I had done for like ten years at that point. So getting into then editing, I mean, it's it's a little bit, it's definitely a different muscle, but it was fairly easy. Do you feel like that's something that, do you, do you feel like your musical background has helped you in that respect? Oh, absolutely. Um, and just drums. Just having to record and edit drums is oh, the biggest oh, yeah. thing in the ass. Right. Um, you have to get all the levels perfect as far as like a kick drum, a snare drum, and then the symbols have to not carry over in those microphones. So there's a ton of stuff that when I started podcasting, it was like second nature. It was super easy. You know, the, and the program that I had used for years already um, made it even easier because they had the different uh, digital EQs and effects and stuff like that. that right. Just be like, oh yeah, I, I know what this does. Bloop, put that in there. Sweet. You know? And so, I mean, editing the podcast when I first started it, it was more just, I wanted to make it perfect and I wanted to cut it and, you know, make sure everything meshed well together and all the, you know, so mm-hmm. I spent way more time on episodes than I should have. Um, right. But like nowadays it's <laughs> sometimes I'll wait. Like I, I upload most shows on a, on noon at noon on a 
Monday or Wednesday or something like that. And sometimes I'll wait till like Wednesday morning to edit that show because I know that it's going to take me 20 minutes. <laughs> right, right. You know, like there's the way that you make markers and stuff when you're listening to a show or even when just in the middle of recording, I'll put a marker in my in my jaw and be like, edit here, cough, edit here, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. edit this out. And so just going back to edit, it's like, boop, and everyone in the network right now that does a show already... Uh, our levels are all good and stuff. So mm-hmm. when they're sending over tracks, it's super easy to to mix all that. Yeah. Th- anyway, to answer that question, it's yeah, it's been <laughs> it's super easy to edit podcasts compared to music for sure. Right. Right. Yeah. I, it's interesting you mentioned. I don't. I know I should. Part of it was is how I how I used to record. Like I said, lately I've been lazy, so I've just been like, I'll just rip the audio from Streamyard or download whatever from Streamyard. And honestly, like last couple episodes, I've been trying to do it different because m- my levels, I, whatever, we discussed it before uh, the, the episode. It's not important. It's not interesting. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what was I even saying? I've always preferred, I got into a habit of, I'd record externally. That's right. The taking and making notes of like coughs and stuff while recording, super smart. I'm never, I don't ever think to do that. I'm just yeah. like. I still have a hard time doing I, it, I but just, I'm so I'm proud like, of myself when I get the whole show done like that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super smart. I it's too too much maybe multitasking for me. I I'm like mm. in the conversation, right? And if I I yeah. think it's very noticeable if I'm doing other things, like just if you even just listening to me, it's noticeable when I'm not in the conversation because I'll be like, uh, yeah, wait, uh, what? Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we did a we did a interview with a guest uh, on a live stream. I don't know, a few months ago. Uh, nice guy. He was he was an author talking about his books and he had done comic books and various things. And uh, I was so distracted because it was a live stream. So I'm used to like you know I'm gonna check out the comments and whatever. Check this out to make sure I pimped pimped the live stream as we went live <laughs> and do all this. And he was talking and then like I heard. I heard no talking, so I was like, okay, so blah, 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 and I asked him a question, and it was literally like the answer, he had just answered basically that question, and it, and I had to like stop and go. Backtrack. I had to be like, oh, dude, is that, you just answered that. I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention. Luckily, it's not just me. Like, I have two other hosts with me, but yeah, that taught me that, especially if there's guests on the show, I need to pay attention. I can't be messing around with all of the like distracting live stream stuff. Yeah. It's usually when you have other people there, you ask, ask them a question that you kind of already know the answer to. So you can just let them ramble for a minute and then go do something else. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, I don't even know. Podcasting has been so much fun. And to go back to maybe doing live podcasting, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. making money that way. I would love to do live podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, just the the musician in me and the performer in me. Right, you have that stage. in you, yeah. Oh my god, I, that would be so much fun. Um, and that's like that's a Kevin Smith thing. That's a one in a three billion chance that you're going to be able to make money or even do a tour that people care about. You know, right? Well, I mean, I know there are shows that do it, but they're usually like, yeah. I mean, of course, Kevin Smith. 
even before podcasting, made, he'd do like do that. an evening with Kevin Smith or an, an evening harder, whatever. Yeah. Like he'd do his where he just it's not stand up, but it is like he's just standing there talking. Yeah. But there are like po- there are podcasts that will do that. Or uh, the few times I've gone to like conventions, comic conventions, sci-fi con- conventions, there's usually like a podcast or a couple podcasts that have a thing set up where they'll like record a podcast live and people can come sit and watch and it seems Mm -hmm. so strange to me like i unless you're really funny in the moment i'm i'm sure that's very entertaining and you know what i i listen i all about podcasts so i get the entertainment value it's just the weird the idea of doing it live and having the people sit there staring at you i guess it's like doing a live stream but they're like actually there that you see their faces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty weird. And it's something I've always been like, I, I don't know if, like, we do a live stream every week now. But if we were to actually do it live, I don't know if I could do it. I definitely yeah. don't think, because we're all kind of introverted. Like, I'm very introverted. It's kind of interesting that I think I've taken to podcasting so well. Um but then again, it's I don't have to, I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be in front of a crowd. You're just in front of a microphone with your friends talking to a screen. Yes, exactly. And the bonus is if someone is there and they comment and you're like, oh, oh, sweet. Yeah. Right. I'll right. To your question. Like, it's not as nerve wracking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I understand that for sure. I definitely couldn't pull Melanie into it. She wouldn't she wouldn't be down for it. I'm surprised. Uh we've gotten her to like she's okay on the live streams like for the longest time we're like grox will never be live one because uh jesse's a teacher so we can't swear on the show and you know in a live show i'm like it's just gonna happen it's gonna happen at some point Uh, and it has it's not really a big deal um and two because yeah melanie is not she's but she's done pretty well. She generally doesn't turn her cam on. We'll have our cameras on, but she doesn't have her camera on. I'm like, that's fine. I get it. You don't, because she, yeah, like I said earlier, she doesn't, she's not into it. She doesn't really, she just likes talking with us, I think. So she, yeah, she likes being a part of the conversation. Right. Yeah. And that's and great, it, though. I mean, at least that's, that's something that you guys can at least share together. Kylie and I, my girlfriend, say we're, you know, she's co-hosting the Cowboy Bebop show. She's oh, nice. She's been loving this whole podcasting thing. So it's it's awesome to have that kind of connection, you know, especially with your significant other. <laughs> it's it's funny because I find also on shows where you could tell there's like the one host is like, they don't really care or, you know, they care enough. Like it's not, I mean, I've heard shows where the people don't care and that sucks. But, you know, yeah. there's the people that are clearly like, they don't give an F, I guess, maybe it's more the attitude. And sure. that seems like those are the people that the audience will gravitate towards. Most of the time, when we if we get comments from people about a specific host, it's always Melanie. People love her. And it's just like, she's the one that, like, she just doesn't care. She is That's so, Kylie. like, disconnected. Yeah, people love that. Like, she's so disconnected from just all of it that yeah. maybe that's the appeal. But, yeah, it's so funny to me. It's awesome. I it's I don't know. Kylie Kylie's been really liking it. She's like, I have fans. This is this is great. <laughs> and uh, and it's I don't know. It's fun to watch that for sure. Um, especially considering, like the first two shows we did of the sudden but inevitable, she didn't really say a lot. There were you know she's like, yeah, Firefly was good. The episodes were cool. 
I rated this and not a lot of going on, but then there were some people in the uh in the live stream that were like Kylie has said some pretty cool things. Can you like can you talk more Kylie please? And uh-huh. and she was like, "Wait, really? Okay." <laughs> so now she's just dove into it. Now she's co-hosting, which is awesome. So um so you you were talking about guests that you've had on the show. Do you mm-hmm. do you have a lot of guests on your shows? Do you do no specific guests or I not as much as we should. Um y- in the past, we've had like you know friendly podcasters, you know pod friends that mm-hmm. we've met online on the show, um, and they're usually more like, "Come guest host with us," you know, basically. Uh, sure. We'll also do interviews occasionally. So, real quick, Grolix podcast. And if anybody's wondering what Grolix is, no, it has nothing to do with that. There's a somewhere they're from where there's a comedy tro- a troupe. Uh, called the Grolics from around wherever you're at, I think, Josh. <laughs> they, we're not them, okay? And they they existed. I come across them when I was researching the name. Um, because Grolics saves the world, I think. Correct. Th- that podcast, they okay. So they existed as a comedy tro a comedy troupe, whatever. You, they had a YouTube channel. They did not have a podcast. If they had a podcast, I would have thought more about it. But I'm like, you know what? They're doing a comedy thing. We're clearly a comic book thing. The word Grolix yeah. is more t- closely tied to comic books anyway. So I think we're good. We're not stepping on their toes. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we have anything to worry about. And then, yeah, just like maybe a, maybe a year ago, I noticed. I was like, oh, no, they have a podcast now. And because we They're- never really... They're from Late. Holland, by the way. Oh, what? I thought they were from Colorado. <laughs> Are they? Maybe they're not even Kate. the same group I first come I first come across. Yeah, they're from Holland. Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, from Adam, Kate, and Holland. Or no, maybe that's. Oh, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Um, South by Southwest, Denver, Denver. Okay, all right, yep. you were correct. Man, I'm an idiot. The guy's last name is Holland. I just saw Holland and was like, Ur. no worries, no worries, <laughs> and it, it and it doesn't matter. I just was like, uh, Colorado. Hey, there's a connection. You go tell yeah. them to f. Off. No, um, <laughs> go tell them to get fucked. Well, this is our name. no, and you know I've never talked to them because I figure yeah we definitely not hey we're funny we're funny we do a funny co- podcast but we're not comedy okay we're not a comedy thing so um, it's never been a problem but I there has been confusion from people once or twice in the last couple of months like somebody be like wait that's your podcast I was like yeah the Grox podcast they're like oh I thought that had to do with the comedy group I was like no no no. And then Damn recently, it. somebody else like said some. <laughs> somebody else said something is like they seen me in a. They seen I was on. Uh, I was on Twitch, under the Grolix podcast account, and they see like it made a comment in the stream, and they're like, "Oh, Grolix, I love your work," and I'm just like, "You don't know our what? I doubt you know our work, dude. Like, <laughs> if you do, great, but I doubt it." Um. So, anyway, so I've been getting nervous. However, Grolix refers to it's a word that is. So in comic books, when you censor, like in the word balloons or web comics or web uh, comic strips, 
you censor a word, and it's like, you know, symbols, at, uh-huh. you know, asterisks, blah, 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 to uh-huh. if somebody drops the F-bomb or something. Uh, amongst other word, uh, amongst other terms, that is referred to as a Grolix. There's other words for it, too. Mm, so that's where, it, that's where it came from. I think Melanie recommended it. Um, and I was like, and at the time, Grolix was, we were primarily talking about comic books. We couldn't swear. And I'm like, it's perfect. Grolix podcast. It's a unique, interesting name. We've yeah. since regretted it a little bit because when you say Grolix, nobody knows one, how to spell it. So I've, <laughs> so I've gotten very good at saying, Hey, check us out at GrolixPodcast.com, G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com because you have to spell it. And two, nobody knows what a Grolix is. So they just look at you like, huh? Uh, so the name's probably going to change at some point, but okay. And you guys um, are part of what? Uh, Electronic Media Collective. Yes, you got that right. I'm so happy. All right, cool. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Um, I started that. I run that. I maintain that. Uh, Okay. I'm terrible at names. That's another title where, at a certain point, I'm like, nobody can remember what this is. I need to stop naming things because I they they just like because branding I mean, EMC is pretty memorable. EMC is pretty good. That's on point, yeah. And if you go to emcpod.net, that will redirect you to the proper website, which is electronicmediacollective.com. Um so yeah. I'm all about trying to I'm not good at it necessarily in my own stuff, but branding, and that's I think especially when I maybe made the mentioned to you about your Twitter game, I was real hardcore about branding because that's one thing. And this is to wrap it all back around to where I think this got started was that's one thing that businesses, of course, but business podcasters are really good at that. I think like more hobbyists and again, again, they're hobbyists. Maybe they don't care, but hobbyists could definitely improve on is branding and like Mm -hmm. consistency and just, now, business podcasters aren't really great about engagement necessarily because more often than not, you can tell they're there for a purpose. It's to promote their stuff. It's um, all about the business. So I feel like that's where, yeah, it's, it's not it's not personal, it's business. <laughs> yeah. We know. We don't want to <laughs> sign up for your email list or buy your uh, PDF. We, we don't want to buy your book on Kindle. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, but that is a place where I think hobbyists potentially or entertainment podcasters, uh, fandom podcasters have, have a benefit is that they're generally nerds that like to talk about entertainment. And so mm-hmm. that's the best way to connect with other nerds online is to talk about entertainment. So that you kind of have that built in thing that makes it easy to engage with an audience if you, you know, or a potential audience. Right. But you have to build that audience too, and that's what Twitter was right for. That it's been awesome for building that. You know, I find how many I, how many times do you see a day? Can I get a podcast recommendation? Oh yeah, here you go. Bloop. <laughs> I, those are so. That interesting. doesn't really work very often. I feel like that's kind of a. Sometimes that's kind of a flex. I feel like I see how many comments I can get. You yeah, know <laughs> exactly, and I actually I kind of suspect because yeah, I've noticed that, and I'm like, cool. And, you know, the podcaster in me is like, oh, I should share mine, which, of course, that's what that's designed for. But then you like right. 73 replies. It's like, oh, they're not going to listen to like Nobody any cares. of those. Yeah. Um, I suspect because, as I mentioned earlier, at some point, like Twitter changed the algorithm. And that's kind of when I started to, to fall off of social media a little bit because it became much more difficult to kind of break through. Um, mm-hmm. 
I suspect that is a clever ploy to boost engagement. Like, however, their system, however, the system recognizes, like, the I'm sure they have a secret score for every account of like their engagement. Oh, they get lots of engagement. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna, we should probably show these their posts to more people to get more engagement. And I suspect stuff like that is maybe that, you know, like that's very interesting theory because i i have had that same theory like right most of these people maybe they'll reply to one of them one of those comments mm-hmm. that somebody leaves but there's 80 comments and you know 100 likes and then you see some of their posts a little more often especially if you know you follow yeah. them or something. like I've, I've made the mistake of following some of those people i have since unfollowed a couple of them not not to be mean or anything but like all i see every day is the same post podcast recommendations you know, music oh. recommendations. Oh yeah. Recommendations. They're just trying to climb like the secret algorithm ladder, you know. That's weird. No, I mean and I'm sure there are people that do that occasionally that are either genuine or get actual genuine. recommendations. Yeah. Right. Or they're just like maybe they're just fans. They just know, like they're just like into the pot into podcasts. They like to kind of like rally and like a a group that's not necessarily a bad way to get people to follow you or something like that. Mm. But yeah, if that's all they post, yeah, I'd be real suspicious of it for yeah. sure. But um, then again, maybe, works. maybe <laughs> you should go to my Twitter and uh, give me some podcast recommendations. <laughs> I'm start doing that every day now. Hey, can I get some recommendations? Nah, people will catch on to that real quick. Um, we are getting pretty late here. I didn't expect yeah. this to go this long. Dang. <laughs> I did. Um, this so... is what happens. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. We are going to definitely keep it under two hours. but <laughs> No, we can wrap it up whenever you're ready, man. It's fine. I just have a just a couple more questions, then I want to get into this lightning round because these are always fun. Uh, right. We're going to do, for every guest that we have, we do a lightning round with Sweet. the same questions, and we'll tally it all up at the end of the year and get it all good. So um, I just wanted to ask, like, what what would you say for someone that's going to be new to the Grolix podcast? What would you say are some of the best episodes to listen to? Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so I have – yeah, I'm sorry for sidetracking. I have a horrible habit of doing that. No, dude. Uh, this has been a great conversation. I've loved every second of it. <laughs> so as I mentioned, we Grolix podcast, we started off primarily – and this uh, – we started off primarily talking about comic books and mm. also Doctor Who and some TV and movies when it was kind of relevant – and we did that for most of the years that it's been going. Uh, since we went to the weekly live shows, and mainly because I've kind of fallen off of reading comics the last couple of years, uh, we primarily talk about TV and movies, actually. Um, there, it's usually nerdy, though. Like, I try to still keep it within appropriate, you know, we'll talk about horror movies occasionally and stuff, but we're not generally going to, we're not going to, like, dedicate an episode to, like, some moody drama that I'm like, we used to talk about Superman and Batman. What happened? So, yeah. although to be fair, Superman and Batman movies, it's probably a moody drama anyway. So, I guess probably. comic books just turned into that, huh? Um, Kinda. <laughs> that... I do really like your Snyder watch, though. I, I listened to a few. <laughs> oh of those yeah. Episodes. Oh yeah. I thought those were fun. Okay, so back on point. Yeah, we well, uh, and entertainment news stuff like that. So that's typically what we sure. talk about now. There are a few – these aren't necessarily indicative of every episode, but there are a few standout, like, specials that we've done that I really like and I always have to recommend. Um, and if, as soon as my website will load, I'll tell you what 
<laughs> because we did a Halloween special one year. Uh, we've done it a couple years, obviously, but uh, we did a basically an audio drama uh, re- uh, ad- adaptation of the f- of Swamp Thing. Well, it was House of Secrets, but it's the first appearance of Swamp Thing. Who Swamp Thing is a re- recurring like we used to cover lots of Swamp Thing comics because Swamp Thing. If you don't know Swamp Thing, it it's like that's weird. Well, he's like a plant monster. It's weird, but like you get into the Alan Moore Swamp Thing stuff. It, Swamp Thing's amazing, and I think he might be my favorite comic book character of all time. I was just so, gonna ask. You seem to be very passionate about Swamp Thing. You must. must Swamp Thing's amazing, favorite. and you it's such a character that you're like, well, he's a plant monster. That's weird, but uh, Alan Moore, who wrote Watchmen. And, uh, well, everybody knows Watchmen. I think V for Vendetta, he wrote that uh, graphic novel. People know that because of the mm. movie. Um, mm-hmm. But he at a, he has, like, an iconic run on Swamp Thing that kind of defined the character. And he okay. made him more of a, like, first off, it's more of a horror comic most of the time with a lot of social commentary. And he made him more of, like, a elemental plant god who also struggled with, like, was he once even, like, a, a man at all? Like, it's super interesting. Um, huh. And but that's- I'll have to check that out, because I don't know a lot about Swamp Thing. Um, with our Marvel podcast, I've been reading a lot more Marvel comics, but Swamp mm-hmm. Thing wasn't Marvel, was it? Wasn't that no, Swamp like- Thing's DC. And yeah. then off and on, it would be Vertigo when DC had their has their okay. imprint. Okay, um, yeah. Look up, yeah. Look up the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. It's it's amazing. It's my I think yeah. It's my favorite run of comics ever. I I'm gonna write that on my list right now because I'm always looking for new things and recommendations for sure. So, uh, so I'm trying to find the name of the episode. Anyway, I would recommend. Why did I start listing our live shows as specials? Because now it drowned out all the actual specials. Okay. You guys have so many episodes to go through, too. Like over 600, I think. No, no. Well, I mean, we we should at this point, right? We should at this point. So uh, for the first few years, we were one podcast episode a month. We were monthly. Okay, okay. And uh, But it'd be like three-hour episode and stuff. So... And then at a certain point, I was like, and it's partially because we'd record and then I'd have to, like, edit this super long show. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. we should split. We'll still record on one day, but record two episodes, split the episodes. That way I don't have to edit the whole chunk at once. And we'll have something other than one episode to promote throughout an entire month, you know? Right, Um, right. So then we went to twice a month for quite a while. And we got to, this is kind of a thing, we got to episode... 99 and i have big plans for episode 100 and we recorded a chunk of it and i just haven't i haven't finished it so episode 100 since december of 2019 is pending it's it's coming (laughs) and since then we switched to doing weekly live episodes so we've done about we've done about 100 episodes since episode 99 Episode 100 is coming, I swear. Uh, so we're sitting around 200 episodes, actually. Okay, if, okay. I'm, if, I must have read something wrong on Spotify or something like that. Some some of them, because I think I had to change, I changed podcast services at one point. Some of them list, like, double list all the episodes. So it's like 
a double. Oh, okay. So it would be like 400 okay. or something. Um, okay. And I don't know how to fix that. Like the the old P, uh, feed that it pulled from is gone. So anyway. Uh, uh, that's weird. Okay. So that podca- the Grolix Podcast Halloween Special 2008. Uh, <laughs> okay. 2017. Check that one out. Uh, Grolix Halloween Special 2017. Yes. Okay. That one is amazing. Uh, All right. <laughs> And then, if you want a good taste of like what the show currently is, uh, I, if you're not sick of hearing people talk about the Snyder Cut, uh, check out. It was a good episode. Hashtag Snyder Watch. <laughs> it it's was not. A good don't check out not hashtag Snyder Watch or <laughs> the episode coming out tomorrow as of this recording, which is hashtag Snyder Watch of the Dead. Ooh. <laughs> because Army of the Dead. Uh, yeah. And if you're like, oh, another Snyder fanboy, no, not really. <laughs> no, Snyder Watch is not about not about being a fanboy. Um, not even a little bit. It's pretty good. Uh, There's like a few episodes with it, right? Oh, man. It, 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 at a certain point, and it's only because yeah. it annoyed one of our reoccurring live listeners, it became a recurring <laughs> segment that we were doing weekly. But now, you know, you have a bumper for it now and a video <laughs> for it. I mean, a stupid video where it's got Justice League with Zack Snyder's heads on for each character. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun, though. We have fun. We tend to dog on Snyder's movies, but it's it's. It happens. It happens. And it's not like we're not. OK, so when I in my opinion, my best review are our my favorite reviews that we do are when we do get salty about a thing <laughs> but as is commonly said it's like we can enjoy a thing and it still not be good there's sure. a difference or even if something's good but it's got things that annoy us just because we are the way we are we're probably we're going to pick on it a bit um uh, anytime we talk about doctor who that show is such a mess at any given time we love it, but it makes us angry at the same time, and that's just kind of how we do. But I don't yeah. feel like we're unfair about things. We will get stupid salty about things, but we always try to like recognize the good elements of a thing and also maybe justify why we are like kind of salty about a thing. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm a Star Wars fan, and I oh, understand that. Right, fully. right. So... <laughs> I I don't know. I've gone back and forth with episode eight so much. I just saw a post on my memories. Like right now, I'm in I'm in the hating stages of it, of the like I still I just can't stand it. And I just saw a memory on my Facebook that was like, I just watched Last Jedi again, and if you don't like it, you're a fucking idiot. Really? <laughs> so like, you like oh, flipped God. on it, huh? I did. So I I don't know. I really liked it at first because I thought that the new Star Wars aspect it was new, it was fresh, it was whatever but then i think once episode nine came out that's when i really started to not like last jedi just because they man they had they had a story planned out apparently and last jedi derailed that whole thing and then they had to retcon a bunch of shit in rise of skywalker that it's hard for me to even watch that last movie anymore because that's that's super rough and not so i'm not yeah i'm not like a I'm really not a Star Wars. I'm not going to say I'm not a Star Wars fan. I enjoy Star Wars stuff, but I'm not a Star Wars like 
you know, I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I've never really been that hardcore into it. Sure. I enjoyed most of the newer movies, but also recognize that, like, I'm watching those movies more from the, like, general public, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a pleb, right? Like, I just, whatever. <laughs> that said, that last movie sucked, and I don't, <laughs> it's so weird because people are upset that the last movie was not that good and retconned a bunch of stuff, but it's also like, yeah, but everybody was upset about the stuff that it retcons, too. Like, and I actually yeah. kind of liked the middle of the last, <laughs> of the third of the trilogies. A trilogy of trilogies. Come on. Um, it's, you know, and it's, I, I still say episode eight should have just been a standalone movie of sorts. You know, there, there, there's, there's reason there were ways they could have, could have done it, but right. I digress. I, I could go on for hours about fucking star Wars. And <laughs> I was just on a, a podcast a couple weeks ago called cheap seat reviews. And they asked me to be on, um, on a Star Wars show, and I was like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure?" They they, uh, they keep their shows under under an hour, I think, an hour, maybe an hour and a half tops. Yeah, we went for almost two and a half hours. How do they? Oh yeah, I was gonna say how how. <laughs> uh, also, Grolic's Knights Brightburn. Check out our Brightburn review. That's where that's where the super salty reviews started. That was okay. that one's a lot of fun. Okay. All right. On. All right. Well. Let's. Uh, I think uh, that's probably probably good for all the getting to know you stuff. So I want to get into this <laughs> TMA lightning round. Thing. Yes. Uh, fwah, 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 fwah. Now we're, we're, this is like single word answers, right? Yes. Yes. I can do it. I swear. Blank or blank, and you have to figure it out. So this is from someone in the network. Someone in the network likes this, and someone in the network likes this. Which one do you like more? You know what I mean? So okay. Here we go. Lightning round. Star Wars or Star Trek? Man. Star. Star Wars. Okay. All right. I can elaborate. I was going to say, I can elaborate, but I can't. We're going going long. We're going long. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Space Western Firefly or American Western Hell on Wheels? Firefly. 100%. I just made that up like 10 minutes before this show, so I don't know if I'll keep that one around. Um, anime or no anime? There's no in-between. Anime. Okay. Tool or Blink-182? <laughs> There's no in-between. It's 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 Tool, man. Tool. Tool! Blink-182! <laughs> it's fine, but like who... Never mind. People will. I get it. It's fine. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? talking movies yeah harry potter all right all right i didn't see that one power rangers or ninja turtles ninja turtles all right and that concludes the tma lightning round really interesting that's all it is it's not it's not a lot it's just and as shows go on i'm I'm adding more questions seeing how Mm -hmm. they work so like i said i'm probably going to take that firefly hell on wheels one out I just wanted to do some sort of Western, but I couldn't think of. I like it. I like it, but Hell on Wheels is not a show I'd gotten into. I, I mean, really? throw Firefly in there. I, what would be Firefly or Mandalorian for space Western? That would actually be tough. I'd be so inclined to go Firefly, but man. Okay, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Mandalorian, amazing. Love it. Yeah, 
it yeah. starts to it starts to put its head in up up its own Star Wars butt towards the end of the, or toward in the second season, but it's still good, and I love just how dedicated to being just genre western samurai type show weekly. You know, it's got an overarching plot, but weekly contained uh, cliche Episodes, stories, yeah. <laughs> and it's they're so good. Yep, in Filoni we trust. Hashtag that's that's what I say. I'm gonna so I'm gonna change that up and I'm gonna make a crazy edit. Ready? Firefly or Mandalorian? Oh, you had to do it. It's so tough. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I'm actually gonna go fire. Uh, no, I'm actually gonna go Mandalorian. I'm gonna go Mandalorian Ooh, for okay. I love me some Firefly. It does space western so well, but. I dig. But they the killed Wash. I yep. <laughs> and I dig the style of Mandalorian when it's like when it's on point, it nails the genre better. I think in a way, Firefly is like on the nose, and Mandalorian just lives it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for playing the TMA lightning round. <laughs> thank, thank you. That was fun. I'm stealing that, too, just to let you know. <laughs> Have it, I'm taking man. that from you, and I'm going to let everybody know. This comes from Randy at the Crawlers Podcast. That's so oh, tough man. because, oh, I imagine it's going to be even tougher for people who really dig Firefly and also Star Wars stuff. That's yeah. a tough one because it's like, well, but huh, they're both great. Yep. I'm going to have to go start a Twitter poll right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna keep tabs on that. that. I want to see fun. how that, that turns fun. out. Yeah. So, well, word. I, you know, this has been super fun. Thanks mm -hmm. for coming and and hanging out with me, um, and chatting about stuff. Why don't you give me all of your plugs? Give me the okay. plugs for your podcast, your network, your editing stuff. All all of your plugs. All right. So, Grolix podcast stuff, um, which is my main personal uh, podcast. Uh, GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Like I said, no one knows how to spell it, so I've gotten really good at I have that <laughs> rhythm down. Um, yes. And that's uh, occasionally still comic books, but mostly movie and TV discussion at this point, some entertainment news. Uh, not like gossip, but like, you know, here's what movies are coming up type thing. Um, and then the Podcast Network, which we are on, as well as a bunch of other super cool uh mostly similar like entertainment fandom tv and movie podcasts also several pro wrestling podcasts there's an interesting overlap between nerds and pro wrestling i found i'm not really a pro wrestling fan i just don't follow it but we have a hey you remember sid sid uh sid justice or, or what's it yeah psycho sid sid vicious oh. sid justice we have his podcast exclusive to our network uh vicious circle Come check it out, electronicmediacollective.com, um, and there's a bunch of stuff. Book vs. Movie is a great show. A couple ladies discuss a movie and a book it's based on and compare them. Stuff like that. There's lots of great stuff. Nice. Uh, and then um, podcast editing. Yes. Do not listen to Grolic's podcast to get a taste of it. You will not hear it. <laughs> I'm too busy editing clients' episodes. Uh, podedit.com. It's P-O-D-E-D-I-T, podedit singular <laughs> dot com and uh reach out and 
myself and I haven't added her to the website yet, but my, myself and Melanie both do that. So we'll edit your podcast. Um, Brilliant. That's such a good. That's idea. it. Oh my god, I love it. Well, sweet. Thank you again so much. Uh, we gotta, we gotta like do I, a podcast together. Thank you again for listening to the TMA podcast. We had so much fun talking with Randy from the Grolix, and we would love to have more conversations with awesome people. Um, if you're a podcaster, artist, in a band, a business owner, or just have some cool stories to tell, we want to hear from you. Email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com or visit twistmyarmpodcast.com to drop us a line and we will get you on the show. Be sure to check out everything Randy has to offer. You can find him on Twitter, at Grolix Podcast, Facebook, just search Grolix Podcast, and everything else, go to www.grolixpodcast.com, and check out his podcast editing service at podedit.com. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to all things Twist My Arm for updates on all of your shows and upcoming projects, including PodCon 21. Um, by your shows, I mean your favorite shows. And PodCon 21 is going to be so much fun. And we have some news coming out. This is the month now where it's June. We're going to start funneling things down the pipeline. So um, just just be on the lookout for that and visit us at our website um, to get all that latest news and information. Thank you all again for joining us on this week's episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. Next week, we're talking with the guys from Cheap Seat Reviews. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, once again, my name is Josh, your forever host and creator of the TMA Network. Y'all have a great week, and we will talk at you very soon. Bye.